Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Bert. I'm the lead pastor at True North Community Church. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. I'm going to have a little something to say to you at the end, but for now, let's dive in. All right, so we're, we're, we're into this morning the, the, the story that started this series off. When I first heard this story several years ago, um, all I could think of was, man, there is a sermon in there that we need to hear, a sermon in there that I need to hear. And it was what kind of got me thinking on the road to, I wonder if there's a lot of stuff in baseball that we could leverage to illustrate the truth of God's word. So what we're going to be talking about this morning is a blown call, the nature of forgiveness and the nature of perfection. Memories, as you may have noted in your life, are powerful things. To illustrate that, what I want to ask you guys to do real quick is I want you to dial up a couple of memories for me. I want you to dial up a memory from your favorite summer as a kid. Any memory, like your best memory from your best summer as a kid. Uh, and if, if you take a second to do that, probably if you're like me, you can just travel right back to that place in your mind, right? Uh, in, in my mind, I can close my eyes and I'm in Staten Island, we lived at the end of a dead-end street, and we were the last house at the end of a dead-end street, and th that dead-end street abutted another dead-end street here, and there was a stream and like a little wooded area between these dead-end streets. I know that doesn't sound like Staten Island, but it was. And like all the kids in the surrounding block would come to this little area right next to my house to play, and it was just, it was our playground. And it was, you know, when, when we were kids, it was, you know... Uh, it was stickball and kickball and kick the can and manhunt. Anybody play manhunt when they were a kid? Anybody used to play manhunt? Kids don't play manhunt anymore. They just locate each other with GPS. <laughs> Sad story. We used to play manhunt for hours. And I mean, I just, you know, the, until it got dark, until it was night. And it was just like, I can go back to those summers and I can... I can smell the air and I can hear the sounds of it and I can travel back there and it's, it's powerful. You may have also noticed that bad memories carry equal power. Sometimes bad memories are even more powerful. So if I ask you to dial up the memory in your life that you most like to avoid, it comes up fast. If you travel back to those moments that we all have, we all have moments like this, moments we wish we could forget, things we've done that we're ashamed of, something we, we would give anything to undo or unsay or unsee, something we took part in that we never should have taken part in, something that occurred in our life of which we're embarrassed, a betrayal or an incident or a crime or something we just... Ugh, like, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I blew it that badly. And the shame of it comes back in a hurry. And sometimes it, it comes back to us unbidden. Sometimes we have, you ever, just, you just be driving along and, and that memory comes back out of nowhere. And you remember that and it just, it overtakes you. We all have moments like that. For Major League umpire Jim Joyce, that moment came on June 2nd of 2010. He was calling first base, and it was a normal game between the Detroit Tigers and the Cleveland Indians, in which pitcher Armando Galarraga was closing in 
on a perfect game. Now let me help you understand the nature of a perfect game. A perfect game is an extraordinarily rare thing. It is differentiated from a no-hitter. A no-hitter, as you may have surmised, is a game in which nobody gets a hit. First of all, it's very unusual for a pitcher to throw nine innings. You guys know that, right? Like in Major League Baseball, a pitcher comes in, there are starters, there are relievers, there are middle relievers, and there are closers. It's not, it's not even remotely unusual for a baseball team to rotate through four or even sometimes five pitchers in the course of a game. That happens all the time. So it's very rare for one pitcher to throw an entire game. So if a pitcher throws a no-hitter, they make headlines. To so throw a no-hitter, is you make headlines if you do that. But there are other ways to reach base other than getting a hit. So you can throw a no-hitter, people can still get on base and still score. Uh, you can get on base by being walked, you can get on base by being hit by a pitch, you can get on base by what they call a fielder's choice, you can reach on an error, if the catcher drops the ball on the third out, you can get, re like, and two or three other things that only come up at trivia night. Okay, so, like, there's a few ways you can reach base without actually getting a hit. So a pitcher can throw a no-hitter and still lose a game, ostensibly. Um, but still, a no-hitter, you throw a no-hitter, uh, you make headlines. A perfect game is a game when no one reaches base. Nine innings, three outs, 27 up, and 27 down. There have been more than 200,000 games played in the history of Major League Baseball. More than 200,000, there have only been 23 perfect games in the history of Major League Baseball. The last time it happened was 2012. It's an extraordinarily rare event. It's the pinnacle of a, pitch, of a pitcher's career. It never happens. Everybody dreams of it. And, and, and Armando Galarraga on June 2nd, 2010, was closing in on a perfect game, and he was there until the last out of the last inning. Here's what happened. We're going to show you some video. Take a look at uh, how it kind of broke down. I'm going to tell you something. I've probably watched this clip 20 times in preparations for this moment. It still gets me. My, my heartbeat is still like, <gasps> and, and this poor guy. I mean, it, it, Jim Joyce just shanked it. He just kicked the play. He blew it. So after the game, and, and I mean, it, it's incredible, right? Galarraga is the, he, he runs to first base. The pitcher runs to first base to cover first base. So he's right there. He's the one that makes the catch. And he calls him safe, and you see everybody, everyone's like, like there were four people going. <laughs> so the game is over, and the umpires head to the umpire's locker room. And Joyce says to his other umpires, like, did it, was it that bad that I blew it? And they're like, bro, you blew it, you blew that play. He watched the replay, the first and only time he's ever watched it. Turned over three or four tables and chairs, cursed up a storm, and walked back out to the media to face the camera and owned it like a man. Walked out and said, I blew that play. Now this, obviously, was before the days that a play could be reversed by instant replay. And then, he asked to speak with the manager of the Detroit Tigers. 
and he asked the manager of the Tigers if he could speak to Galarraga. And Galarraga came into the umpire's locker room. Joyce owned it. He apologized in English and in Spanish. And Galarraga put his hand on his shoulder and said, nobody's perfect, don't beat yourself up. What a class act. Did you catch Galarraga's expression? He smiled. He went, oh. I mean, I can't think of any other situation where a, a player would be more justified in, you know, you've seen these guys are kicking dirt and throwing their hat and cursing and just, ah, just raging out. Galarraga just went, Unfortunately, not everybody else was so understanding. When Jim Joyce got home and checked his Facebook account, he had an inbox full of hate mail from all 50 states. Everybody decided to dogpile on him. It was, you know how this works. Somebody makes a public mistake, it's torches and pitchforks and it's his, Jim Joyce's grown children their social media accounts were filled with hate. Somebody wrote to Jim Joyce's adult daughter and said, I hope your dad drinks himself to death. I hope your dad catches AIDS and dies. I hope you, like, these are actual things that were written. The shame of that moment. Hopefully when you have your worst, worst moment, you won't be on national television. Jim Joyce's worst moment was on national television. But still, the shame of our worst moment, the pain of it, the feeling like we've blown it so badly, the feeling that we're somehow beyond redemption, that sensation that comes over us, like just that everybody hates us, that we're an utter disappointment to the people around us, those moments when we revisit the betrayal, when we revisit the accident, when we revisit the mistake, when we revisit the scene of the crime, when we revisit the, the instance that brings us so much shame, the, the origin point of those memories that we are trying so hard to keep at bay. Oh, the weight of it is too much to bear. How do we bear the weight of our mistakes? The shame of those moments. The good news is that in Jesus Christ, we do not have to. We're told that if we repent, to repent simply means to change course. That means you stop doing what you were doing. Turn to God and confess. We find this. This is from the book of Psalms. This is King David who knew a thing or two about sin. Psalm 103. For his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. <laughs> when we confess, he is faithful and just to forgive us all our sins and cleanse us from every unrighteousness. And he casts our sin, that shame, the, the guilt, the, 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 the grossness, all that, that awful feeling and all the stain of it is lifted up off of us 
and placed onto the shoulders of Jesus Christ where he pays for it and where our sin is cast for all eternity as far as the east is from the west, you go free of it. My favorite verse in the Bible is from 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. It says this. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. When I memorized that verse many years ago, I memorized it in a different translation. And the way I memorized it, it went like this. Behold, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. I love that verse. Because I love the idea that, that, it, that the old me has gone and that a new me has arrived. A, a, a version of me where Jesus has been superimposed onto me, where God's righteousness comes to me, not because I'm so great, but because he is so great. So the old me has gone, and the new me has come, and the same is available to you, but this, loved ones, is where your faith is tested. This is where your faith is tested. Your faith is not tested in whether or not you believe in God. You do. Your faith is not tested in whether or not you believe that God is good. You do. Your faith is tested in whether or not you believe that God can and will and does truly forgive you your sins. Do you believe this morning that they are fully and finally gone? Because the scriptures say they are gone. You willing to believe that or are you still clinging to the shame of it? You're still living in that moment. You're still carrying the weight of it. You still have that guilt. You're still trying to dodge that feeling. You'd give anything to feel like it was gone and like it was lifted from you. The scriptures say it was. You confessed it. It's gone. It's done. This is where we need to put our faith. This is where our faith is tested. You don't have to let those moments define you. You've been defined by those moments for long enough. Anybody, uh, anybody remember the name Bill Buckner? A murmur from the men in the room who are around my age. Mm. 1986, World Series. The Mets are playing the Boston Red Sox, and Buckner is playing first base for the Red Sox, and he shanked a routine ground ball. Not only did he miss the ball, the ball went between his legs. It's the worst thing that can happen to a baseball player. The ball went between his legs and the Mets won the game and Met fans around the world rejoice in this moment. And Bill Buckner, who was otherwise an incredible baseball player, just went down in history. They still, to this day, if it goes between your legs, they call it a Bill Buckner. <laughs> it's terrible. The guy was an amazing baseball player, but one moment marked his career. Because it happened on that happened during a World Series. So, do these moments mark you? Are you able to own what you've done and where you've been? Jim Joyce walks out, owns it to the camera, admits his mistake. The next day, he's scheduled to umpire again. These, do their these guys do their job every day. And the next day, he's scheduled to be the home plate umpire. These two teams are playing each other again. He's scheduled to be behind home plate the following day. 
Now, you may not know this, but before every major league game, a, a representative from each team walks to home plate and hands the umpire a, a lineup card. This is never televised. It always happens during a commercial or during some interview or some other thing. You never see it occur, but a representative, maybe the manager, an assistant, a, a, a player, somebody walks out, but it's never the pitcher. This is footage from the following day when Jim Joyce reappeared to the world the day after he blew the perfect game for Armando Galarraga. Take a look at this. So classy, so gracious. When, Jim, when this game was over, and, and by the way, that, that didn't make the papers. The media focused on the mistake and on the hate, but not on the redemption. Noticing a pattern? His next series, after this game, uh, they traveled to another city. These umpiring crews travel around to different cities. The umpiring crew gets to their next city and picks up their baggage at the airport. The baggage handlers at Detroit Airport were baseball fans. They were fans of the Detroit Tigers. They wrote notes on Jim, they found Jim Joyce's luggage. You know the luggage tags, those things that stick, you know, with the airport codes on them? They wrote to him, you did your best. You took it like a man. Keep up the good work. Stay in your lane. Who knew that baggage handlers in Detroit could be so kind? <laughs> but he still has those luggage tags. But that never made the papers either. The redemption doesn't get, get focused on. Now, what about Armando Galarraga? The history books say there have been 23 perfect games in the history of Major League Baseball, but fans know there have been 24. Galarraga was perfect that day. He just didn't get the credit. He didn't get the adulation, didn't get the financial bonus that would have come from that, missed out. On, on, on his name being in the Hall of Fame, missed out on a lot. What about you? Is it okay for you to do good things quietly? Is it okay for you to go someplace great and do something great and not post about it on social media? Is it okay with you that the watching world may have no idea or are you simply worried about the opinion of others? If you're here today and you're walking in shame, you need to understand something. When God looks at you, Galarraga knew he was perfect that day. When God looks at you, you can understand something and you can be confident of something. In Christ, when God looks at you, he sees Jesus. He sees the righteousness of Jesus superimposed onto you. Let me say it differently. When God looks at you, he sees perfection. Because the old has gone and the new has come. That's your new identity in Jesus. Or you could live with the shame of what you've done and dwell in that world and kind of give up. Joyce could have given up. 
He could have quit right after that. that. Nobody would have blamed him if he just hung it up and said, I can't, I can't go on, I can't face the world, I can't face my fellow professional umpires, I can't face that man, Galarraga, I can't face the team, I can't do this. I'm do-. He, could have said, he, he could have just said, I'm done. And then he would have missed probably the most important thing he ever did as an umpire. Months later, he saved a woman's life. And a stadium employee collapsed right in front of him in front of, before a game having a heart attack, and he gave that woman CPR for 23 minutes. You know how hard it is to give somebody CPR for 20? He gave somebody CPR for 23 minutes, saved her life, and then went on and called the game. And he never would have been there to do that if he had quit. And that, too, never made the papers. Loved ones, we all make mistakes. We all carry the shame of those moments, but we don't have to. Because if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And when God forgives us our sins, from that moment on, when he looks at you, he sees perfection. Let's find faith to believe that. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we love you, and we thank you for the opportunity to be forgiven for our sins, fully and finally cleansed of every wrongdoing and made new in your sight. Father, we believe that you exist and we believe that you're good, but here our faith is tested. It's hard for us to believe that you really do fully and finally forgive us. Father, fill us with faith to believe that that's the truth. Fill us with faith to believe that when you look at us, you see perfection. May it be so in my life, may it be so in all of our lives. We pray together in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks once again for taking the time to listen. It's an honor to have you with us. If you'd like to support our church financially and help us continue to put this content out there for free, that would be a really big deal to us. We're completely supported by the contributions of the people that come to our church. And if you'd like to help, you can do that online at truenorthchurch.net slash give, or you can do it with a text message. Just text the word True North to 77977 on your cell phone, and you'll get a prompt leading you through how to do that. Thanks again for dialing in. See you soon. Bye-bye.